GMGM, everyone, or GNGN, depending on where you're watching or listening from. Uh, welcome to Rebel Ants Radio. This is the Build in Public podcast, video podcast, uh, that Miguel and I do almost every week. We're pretty good about it. And uh, this is our way of sharing our experience of launching a NFT project. Now we're moving on to our second and third ones here. Uh, but everything that we do is under the umbrella of Rebel Ants. And this is uh, our, our foundation is based on the idea of education, transparency, and supporting the community around us. And that's why we interview other artists and other Web3 personalities. And sometimes when it's just Miguel and I, we like to shoot the shit, catch up on things we found interesting in the uh, crypto and NFT space, and also build in public and talk about our projects and where we're at. So Miguel, how are you today? I'm good, man. I'm okay. Um, had a bumpy couple of weeks, the last couple of weeks, but, you know, feeling a little better. Just had some health issues, but, you know, feeling a lot better now. So, good. you know what? I, I never thought how much, like, it would affect me creatively, but it does. Yeah. Mental blockage completely. Yeah. And how do you push through that? What do you do to, to move on? Um, not Not much. You just kind of, like, hope for the best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, honestly, like I, I wanted to like continue to draw and do things and I just I didn't have the creative juices just happening or flowing at all uh, for at least a week or so just just due to the health issues and concerns, you know, and I'm open about it. I can I can talk about it on air um, just in case anyone else is going through stuff, too. But yeah, I mean, it definitely stumps your your creative thoughts and processes like you know i could sit here and try to draw something on the ipad or try to draw something on paper and it's just it's not there yeah <laughs> it, sucks. it sucks when it's not there yeah it's I, I think you're you're heavier on the artist scale than i am for sure but i know that sometimes you just can't force it right if i'm trying to design a website it's like if it's not happening it's not happening and there's nothing i can do to make it you know spark so i yeah. imagine that's what you've been feeling yeah, it just it just sucks because you you really want to like do things and you just can't do stuff because you just feel like you can't, you know, or or if you start drawing something, you just start thinking other things and it just kind of sucks. But yeah, you know, I'm feeling better. So hopefully in another day or two, I can go back to drawing uh, and finishing up the V2s and doing everything else that I'm planning. So hopefully Good. it gets better. Yeah, absolutely. We are rooting for you. We've got Lindsay here saying, glad you're feeling better, Miguel. And uh, yeah, I'm glad we're able to uh, reconnect here. It felt weird skipping a week, as I'm sure it felt weird for you too, for us to not sit here and chat like we do every other week for the past 36-ish weeks. And yeah, it's just good to get back on the saddle with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want to invite everyone to head over to jeremypets.com. Because jeremypets.com is a website where you can get some free Jeremy Pets NFTs. And so let me share it on the screen here. For those of you listening, jeremypets.com will bring you to the Bueno website uh, where you can see uh, a number. I think we have 15 different Jeremy Pet NFTs up. Some of them are free forever. Some of them are free for a limited amount of time. Some of them are not free and they'll be more exclusive um, once they're sold out. So some of them are limited to 20 and uh, invite you to go get your free ones while you can now. These will be helpful in the future when we launch the V2 project, and we'll talk more about that uh, in just a little bit as well. But definitely head over to Jeremy Pets, get your free Jeremy Pets, get your not free ones also if you'd like. And you can also head over to rebelants.io, which is our website where you can see everything we've got going on. And from there, you can get a link to mint a Rebel Ant as well for 0.01 ETH. 
which is probably about $18, give or take right now. And so we'd love to have your support on that. That also will be helpful when it's time to launch our V2 uh, project. And then just a reminder that for every ant that we mint, we donate a dollar to One Tree Planted, which uh, in turn will plant a tree on our behalf. So thank you for supporting us and supporting the world. This is how we you know, feel good about what we do and our impact on the world. We have a few people watching, so feel free to drop a comment. Let us know where you're watching from. Let us know what you've been up to this last two weeks since we've been away. And uh, I'd love to hear where everyone's, what everyone's working on right now. Uh, Miguel, I had a couple of things for us to talk about with V2. Do you want to dive into that a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. I had sent you a message maybe last week, and I just said, hey, what do you think about dropping that project for free? So you're doing uh, the art right now for it. It's going to be a project of 5,000. What was your initial thought when I said, should we do a, a free drop for that? I said, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I, I think I texted yeah. you right away, and I was like, let's just do it. Yeah. And what, how did you, what made you feel like, yeah, that makes sense versus, Hey, I'm putting a, a ton of work into this right now. I don't want it to be free. Yeah. I just think that, you know, so some of the best projects out there started out as a free mint, you know, and then um, yeah. like, again, for us, it, it was never about the money. Right. So I just kind of like the artwork and where we're headed with the project. So um, just the idea of a free mint, I think it's good. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that you, felt that would be okay as well. You know, I don't want to diminish the quality of the work that's being done. But like you said, I think a lot, a lot of projects have been free. And I think it's a good way to get people into the system. And hopefully we can come up with a reward system for them holding even the free one. It'll incentivize them to buy the other ones from Jeremy Pets and V1. And, you know, we'll still get some royalties on the secondary market, you know, should we be lucky enough to mint out of that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I had also sent you a couple of messages last week um, when I knew we weren't going to do the show. So I said to you, what are your thoughts about finding a way to integrate Board Ape Yacht Club into this project to either get attention from that community uh, or to build credibility since you are a, a holder on the down low? I know we don't talk about it much, but do you think there's some value in doing that? Do you think there's some way in doing that maybe as a one of one? Like, how do we capitalize on that? I don't know. I mean, I haven't really looked into it. Um, I, I do know that if you hold a, a board ape, you the community really relies behind you. Yeah. But I'm not sure what that really looks like for like someone like us, for example, like our project and you know what that entitles. But it's definitely interesting. I think we should definitely look at it. I mean, now we're into the the doodles um, community, so you know we'll see how that works out. But even the penguin community, we're we're on the pudgy penguins community too, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, we are. We're getting into that. Um, yeah, and I have, I, I have some things to talk about with that as well. Um, <laughs> something else I was thinking about with the V2 as you're finalizing some of the drawing and the coloring is, you know, we've talked about this idea of having different factions or gangs, whatever terminology we want to use for that. Is that something that you're incorporating into the art now? Or will we just have like an attribute tag for those different gangs and just say, hey, regardless of what the look is or what the attributes are, this one is a, you know, a rebel gang or this one's a uh you know tunnel digger gang yeah i don't know i mean i was i was thinking too about maybe the incorporating some sort of like the backgrounds are pretty detailed so i was thinking maybe having the backgrounds be the the actual separation of the gangs mm. right because each background is is totally different so um i don't know it'll be interesting to see i mean i still i'm still deciding like 
what that's going to look like, whether it's going to be like some sort of logo or like, is it going to be the backgrounds or it could be maybe the colors? Um, I don't know yet. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it'd be cool to have some visual identifier that way. If, you know, if it was used as a PFP, somebody could look and say, Oh, I know exactly what faction or gang that is. Um, yeah. How many, do you know how many backgrounds you you've already drawn offhand? Four. Four. Yeah. All right. So I want to get to at least, um, I, I might do maybe eight. Um, I don't know yet. Yeah. Or maybe 10. Yeah. That sounds good. And then I was thinking as I was also messaging you that I think it might be a good opportunity with the launch of V2 to get really into the microverse that Bueno has built. It's in beta right now. They're yeah. worlds as they call it, which I think is the new terminology. Um, I was poking around on their website here and, let me share my screen for those of you who are listening. We're just at bueno.art, and then you can look at rooms, uh, which is a beta. So if I were to click create and then go to world, which it says beta, it says build web three worlds without limits. And so right here, you have some popular ones uh, that are already built. So you can just hop into those and then you can look at starter rooms, which kind of help you get started. There's also tutorials. But also what I saw is when you're inside of one of them, you can then see all the other ones. I think all the other ones. Maybe there's some. Yeah, we should have one, actually. You could probably just jump into ours. We should have one. I'm curious if it's been built into whatever this new functionality is, if it's just a part of that, um, yeah, if you need be. to bring it to life. But each of these has a very different style, you know, in terms of the graphics and the coloring. So I wonder how much is being built by the individual versus how much is loaded in there for you to choose from. But I think this would be something valuable for us to have as additional utility with V2 and really play off that idea of these groups or factions or gangs where we can build the world into each different faction and give people a reason to jump in there. And, you know, maybe there's some uh, token gating you can do to say, hey, if you have this type of gang, you can only go to this area. Um, and maybe you need to hold multiple to go to multiple different areas and then maybe some way to engage and create some storytelling through here. So I want to take on the responsibility of, of learning more about this. They have some tutorials. I want to dive into this. I think this could be a lot of fun to, to really build out and just explore. And hopefully if we do something cool or unique, then we can really get on the, uh, get the attention of the Bueno team to, to look at what we're doing and showcase that. Yeah. Are you able to search by name or no? Good question. Uh, I don't know, but when I look at our accounts, I don't know where that would be. Is it under the colony? My projects? Bueno demo? It, no, it should be the colony. Yeah, I think there's nothing think in the colony. colony. And then under my project, I don't think it's one of these. Huh. So maybe that was part of the demo that went away, or maybe it's under just your account and it's not shared with me. No, it should be shared. Okay, so we'll play around with that. But I think there's a lot to do here. I think this is. Something I believe that's already included with our membership for Bueno, since we use that to launch uh, V1 and the Jeremy Pets, that it's something we should take advantage of and just kind of learn to play with. So more to come with that. I think it could be really cool for us to do that. Yeah. Oof. Um, there was a really cool tweet that came in for us uh, last week, and it was from our friend... Crespo Arts, who at Twitter, oh, yeah. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Twitter this whole episode. I'm just gonna put that out there. I'm gonna say Twitter. I'm not saying X, not because I'm against it. It's just not so easy to say, but I'll do my best to remember to say X instead of Twitter. But 
uh, at Crespo Arts on Twitter or X. He said, working on a possessed ant for my friends at Rebel Ants. Hope you all dig it. And, you know, he just took this upon himself to draw this. And I think he was inspired by your V2 postings. So, one, I love this. I love what he did. Yeah, I love it. And two, I think it's cool that he's, you know, keeping us in mind and doing something to support us. So, thank you to Crespo for continuing to support us. What were your thoughts when you saw this? Yeah, I thought it was amazing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I like this idea of, you know, different people that we've had the the benefit of of working with or interviewing and and building into our little network to kind of uh, collab on some of these things. So I think this could be really cool for us. Yeah. I, I love the shirt too that he's wearing. <laughs> yes. It's really cool. I, I think it comes from maybe dead fellas, if that's what was sort of the inspiration or it's just his own face on his own shirt. I don't know, but it just looks really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It is cool. Um, and then there was another tweet what do you call it a zeet another zeet that came in <laughs> and this was from i don't think it has a name yet no okay there was another tweet that came in from at cool underscore underscore night with a k and this was in response to you posting your doodle that you had recently bought and it it's just a tweet that says i feel like this doodles wasn't properly welcomed gm to you and welcome um and, and then they tag someone at Doodle lifts, I think it is. Another headband, which was one of the traits that you got there. Yeah. And then it says, randomly ran across their video on YouTube talking about their Doodle's purchase. Link in the comments. And this, uh, you know, this was amazing. I think this is the point of what we do and why we put things out is for people to find them. And that's what it seems like happened here. Somebody organically found our video on YouTube, our clip on YouTube of us talking yeah. about this recent purchase. And it got it got their attention. And I think that's like, you know, the way it's supposed to go, because now that tweet had 1,190 views. And I was like, that's how it's supposed to go. This is this is why we do this. What were your thoughts? Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then what's funny is that the community so welcoming. There was so many people like just saying welcome to the community and all that, you know, that kind of stuff. It it seems like um, like the traits have like their own communities. It's actually pretty cool. Oh, like the yeah. headbands got their own like community and depending on the trade. Um, but yeah, I mean, a, a very welcoming community. I, I think Doodles is pretty cool. I've always said that from the beginning. Um, you know, and again, I think that that community, it's just awesome. Yeah, they seem to be very engaged. And I was excited to see this other tweet that came out um, this week, which was the collab with Doodles with Crocs, and Crocs. Yes. And it says arriving August 2023, which, you know, we're in it. We're in August 2023. So <laughs> I feel like this could be coming soon. It says complete with shoes, wearables, and gibbets, which are like the inserts into the Crocs. Yeah. Um, it looks cool because looking... look... yeah. if you look at the picture there, she's she's wearing like the Crocs with <laughs> with the colors. I mean. Yeah. I do wonder how much integration of the Doodles imagery will be there besides just the colors. Maybe, you know, one of the iconic looking Doodles or the rainbow vomit thing. So I'm curious to see what these look like. I don't know that I would sport those that are in this picture, but I wear Crocs. And if I needed to get a new pair, I'd probably go for a doodles if it felt I'm right. going to be honest. I'm not a Croc fan. <laughs> you, you're never, not a Croc you've never fan. owned Crocs? I'm not a fan. They're pretty good. And more and more, they're looking <laughs> less like traditional Crocs. So it's easy to be like, all right, maybe I don't like the way Crocs look, but now they're starting to look a little more 
uh, inconspicuous maybe, and they're very comfortable. They're very durable. I think you should check it out. That's my recommendation to you this week. I don't know, man. Many people have tried to convince me to like, uh, you know, rock a couple of Crocs, but I just, I, I just can't, I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah. There's a comment on this post that we're looking at from what Doodles had posted. And it's from our friend Plum at Plumferno. And she says, I'm definitely on the, okay, this could convince me to buy or wear Crocs side of things. And I think that's where you should fall. I want your commitment right now on air that should these be released, you will purchase. Maybe for you, maybe for your loved ones. But I feel like you as a holder owe it to them to show support. What do you say? Oof. Do it. Say yes. <sighs> They're watching. Okay. How are you going to let them down like this? They're supporting you. Ah. You've got to support them. Fine. I'll get a pair. <laughs> you get a pair of Crocs. All right. It's not punishment. It's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> and then Plum also wrote, also a question, as a holder who did not mint, am I going to need a box or any of the other stuff from airdrops that I don't possess? So, yeah, I do wonder what the requirements will be if you need to get whitelisted, allow listed, whatever it is. Um, you know, between your doodle and the other box that we have, hopefully we're able to, to jump on board with these. Yeah, I wonder if they're gonna use like the the their color scheme for the Crocs. Probably, right? I would think so. I mean, that's what this picture shows. It's not very detailed. This picture to show what the Crocs look like. This might just be one version of them. It might just be this swirl of colors. That's their iconic palette. But I'm excited. I think it'll be. By the way, you can you can download their palette, um, their color palette for free. Oh, really? Yeah, if you if you follow uh, one of the guys, say you, you go to their website and then you're able to download the palette. And All right. Well, could... maybe you can find a way to sneak that into V2 as a homage to the Doodles. Doodles. Yeah, maybe a little one of one. I did download it. I ha I incorporated it into um, Procreate. So. Oh, good. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, All right. Let me take that down a second. And then we've got a bunch of things that we each found interesting. Anything you want to start with for this week? Um, it really doesn't matter. I mean, we could go down the line. All right. All right. I there was saw a lot of news going on. Yeah. I saw an article. Well, first I saw a tweet about this, and then I wanted to go find a little more information. And this was about Amazon Prime Gaming integrating with NFTs. And this is something you and I have talked about on the show a few times already. Uh, just kind of saying, yeah. hey, where is this? Where is this at? with the idea of Amazon and NFTs. But here's this game, Mojo Melee. The Web3 game launches on Amazon Prime Gaming. And so if you're a Prime holder, you can get a free character in this game, which is actually an NFT. And so this is a way to onboard maybe millions of people without them even knowing that's an NFT. But let's take a look at this article from VentureBeat. And it says, game studio Mystic Moose has partnered with Amazon Prime Gaming to bring the Web3 deck building and auto chess hybrid game Mojo Melee to Prime members. The promotion, which will last for six months, offers monthly drop uh, drops of in-game items such as spell stones and currency packs along with digital collectibles, uh, which are non-fungible tokens and can be used in future Planet Mojo games or sold on open marketplaces. So this idea of selling them on open markets, I think, really speaks to the idea of what we've hoped gaming NFT will turn into. Yeah, you know what's funny? Looking at the picture, I've seen that game on TikTok a couple of times as I'm scrolling. Oh, really? Through. Yeah. So it's getting promoted heavily. So we'll see yeah. what happens with that. 
Yeah, right. If people are already playing it and they don't know that they're getting sucked into the NFT world, not that we're trying to trick anyone, but I think it's cool to just kind of point back at a real life use case that they may already be involved in to say, there you go. That's how it works. You're going to sell this item. That's how it works. This is an NFT and you can sell it. And maybe you got it for free as a, as a prime holder. And thinking about gaming in the NFT space, I'm sure you saw the announcement about Rec League. And we're looking at an article here from Decrypt.co. Rec League, Mech Fighter grows the extended Yugaverse with Bored Apes. So I think this Rec League is not a Yuga game, but it incorporates the Yuga IP and lets you use your assets, if you're a Yuga holder, to, to get mechs yeah. within this world here. What were your thoughts on this? I, I, we've talked about this before in, uh, in some of the shows. This game? No, no, just in general, oh, incorporating yeah. your IP into games. So, um, the, you know, they're moving ahead. I think that we're, are, they're probably listening to us. We're the masterminds behind all these games. Yeah, we've, we've willed That's it. That's happening here. Yeah, this, I, I heard some interesting feedback on this, that thinking about some of the current assets within the Yugaverse, where they have these mechs and these heavy metal things that are not being integrated into this feels a little disconnected to say, hey, why do you have something that's like this that's not being used in this game? But we'll see how this goes. Again, this isn't a Yugaverse or Yuga Labs game. It's just incorporating some of the the board Ape IP and yeah. some of their other uh, assets. And so maybe in the future with other you know, seasons or however they want to call this, they'll look at other projects to bring in. Uh, but looking at some of the video previews of this, it looks legit. It looks like a real side-scrolling uh, fighting game with great graphics that looks like a normal game. And I think the biggest appeal to this is it's it's going to be mobile friendly. And I don't think we've uh, seen a lot of mobile NFT games um, to this to this scale. Not yet, at least. Right. It would be cool to see uh, uh, V2 ants fighting in there. We could do it. There's no reason, way, right? no reason we couldn't do it. Um, and then just to be a little more specific, the company is called Enway. That's the gaming company. And they've previously developed, licensed the Power Rangers games and uh, a few other already existing games. So they're an established gaming company within the NFT space. And I think this will be really interesting to see how big this can grow besides being a, a computer game, also being a mobile game and integrating NFTs. It'll have its own marketplace as well. And so I think since you are a holder of some of these assets, I think you should probably you know get in on these free drops while you can. And then... Let us watch you play. Yeah, that'll be cool. We'll <laughs> look into it. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. You had shared an article about another decrypt.co about NFT trader admits nabbing 1.5 million in Ethereum after Elizabeth.eth, Elizabeth with the .eth, gets wrecked on Blur. Did you get a chance to yeah. dive into this? I'd seen this on Twitter already. Um, no, not much. I mean, it's just it looked pretty interesting. $1.5 million is a lot in Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. So the the story here is that so the subtitle here is spotting a bot mimicking his trades. Han Wee Chang used the strategy against its owner to earn a huge premium. So using blur, I guess you can see what someone else's uh bidding practices are or what their plans are, what their trades are set to be at. And so somebody uh -huh. was just mimicking that. And so what he did was he really increased the price of his own asset, 
which he bought. He, he increased the price of a number of his assets. Um, I think there were Azuki. So he bought his own back at a high price, but it also led this bot to buy his own at a really high price, like hundreds of ETH above the floor. So he just tricked uh, someone else into mimicking his bid. So his, you know, essentially he's saying, instead of maybe five ETH for this, I'm going to put it up for 50 ETH. And I'll just buy my own back because no one's going to do it. But by me buying my own, it's triggering this other bot to buy another one of his that was listed for like 50 ETH. So nabbed, nabbed a nice a nice purse on that. Interesting. Yeah. So, what, so, so what's, stopping, what's stopping other people from doing the same exact thing? I don't know what's stopping. I think you would just need to be not, I think you would not want to have your own bot set up to just blindly mirror somebody else's trades. Um, so the article goes on to say a series of transactions on the NFT marketplace blur has captivated crypto Twitter and sparked questions of legality after a prolific trader going, uh, trader going by the name Hanwei Chang duped a competitor into buying certain Azuki NFTs at an inflated price. So he said, I noticed somebody's bot was copying my bids on blur. So I decided to trick him, uh, adding he made a profit of 800 Ethereum with a strategy netting close to 1.5 million. And so let's see if he says exactly what happened. So on Saturday, 12 Azuki NFTs that shared the specific background color off-white A sold simultaneously for 50 ETH worth 91,500 each. The previous Azuki NFT with an off-white A background had sold for less than 5 ETH, which was $9,000. Wow. And so here it says that they appear to have been gathered by Chang in a digital wallet. A large chunk of trades profits was uh, then sent to a wallet labeled as Hanwei.eth using Ethereum serv uh, name service. And he said, knowing there were bots out there copying his trade bids, Chang likely duped an unsuspecting trader into buying an Azuki at an elevated price by placing a bid on his own NFTs, an account that goes by Raving Ape theorized on Twitter. So He's just tricking this bot. I don't know how he can even see that there's somebody mimicking his bids, but tricking somebody else into doing this, it's shitty, but, you know, you, you got to be careful with this. But he did it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that means that they had that much ETH in their own wallets anyway. Yeah. You know, imagine setting up a blind bot with that much that much money on the line, a $1.5 million. That is risky, and clearly it didn't work out for this guy. Definitely not. That's just weird. Yeah. I saw this article. Um, this is on Coindesk.com. This is about, I don't know how to say this the right way. Uh, Eddie had, it's the airway. It's the high-end airway. Etihad? I don't know. They're the ones who like sponsor, you know, NYC, no, NYC but Etihad for now. So they've had some NFT programs out for a while. They've done different things, such as just um, they'll give you a certain tier within their loyalty program for a year, access to the waiting room. I don't know what you call it in an airport. Is waiting room the right term? But uh, <laughs> they talked about a new NFT coming out, and I thought this was just – this was good. This was like the most direct, straightforward way that I think NFTs can work out. And I'll just jump down the article a little bit. It says – in September, they plan to launch a Web3 loyalty program called Horizon Club and will introduce a staking for miles program that will allow the community to lock up their NFTs to earn guest miles. Miles earned can then be redeemed for flights, upgrades, and other perks. And wow. so I think this is just like as complicated as these things can be. I just love how direct this is. We're going to have a an NFT with a limited number of tokens. And, you know, the more you lock them up, the rarer they are for sale. And then you will be rewarded for locking them up. 
And that directness, that one-to-one, and that ease of, you know, the connection of that use case, I think makes total sense. And I just yeah. love how straightforward this is without getting too convoluted. Yeah, that's definitely a really good use case. I mean, again, it goes back to us talking about stuff back in a couple of episodes, just the utility and the the stuff that people are coming up with. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah, they have a few other NFTs that seem to do, you know, they have some other functionality, but this one just sort of appeals to me. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. You stake it, you increase the rarity of it, which, mm-hmm. of course, drives higher prices, and they'll make some more money off of it as the creator's but it's just such a simple reward system to just say, yeah, you do this, you stake it, we'll give you some miles and rewards for it. So this company already has NFTs out there? They do, they do. And I think they launched earlier in the year. Um, so let me scroll back up a second. Uh, United Arab Emirates, National Airline, Etihad Air, uh, Airways will soon release a new 300 edition expansion to its Polygon-based EY01 Uh, promising holders a slate of new benefits like the silver tier status, priority check-in, lounge access, and the ability to stake their assets to earn miles. So they have a poly, uh, I think this is all on Polygon, but it's already EY01. And I think the NFT itself is different images of planes that they they use. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's a great use case. I don't know how much it's going to be. I don't think they've announced the cost yet for minting. But, you know, I also don't know that what the audience is for this. They must have had enough success with the pass drop to say, yeah, let's keep doing this. Yeah. But I think it's cool. I think it's a, it's a really smart way to do it. That's really easily understandable. And maybe it's a win-win for everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah, pretty good use case. Yeah. Like and it's it. something I think hotels can learn from. It's something that I think any guest loyalty program... I don't know how the Starbucks one works. I wanted to find out a little bit more about that. I signed up for it. I got the invite and then I waited too long to redeem it to to get the Starbucks NFT. So I might try again, but I know that one's been pretty popular in the yeah. NFT space. You know, now that you mentioned hotels, hotels are really lacking behind it, the Web3 uh, community. Like they really need to do something ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking as a hotelier, I can tell you that their technology is so outdated. <laughs> is that is that what the issue is? I think the issue is the exchange of currency. So maybe not speaking NFT, but thinking about crypto payments. Uh-huh. I think it's a question of, you know, if we let people pay with this, what do we do with this money? Are we just letting it, are we converting it right away? Is there even a value? You know, is there a need for this? I think, it, you know, hotels have such a wide range of target audience, right? You have some you know, limited service hotels, you have motels, and then you have luxury high end. And somewhere in there is the right fit for crypto and NFTs. But a lot of their infrastructure is very old. You know, we use platforms that are, you know, decades old sometimes to run our finance programs, to run our, our POS, to run our rooms operation system, that it's not easy to then just add something like this on top of it that probably does not fit well at all, right? Yeah. And in a secure manner. And especially as you have this other gateway that goes into payment processing, it just opens up this idea of access to other information within our systems for guest information, guest credit card numbers, guest address, phone numbers, all that. So I just don't think hotels are there yet. Maybe if you built a a new hotel company and you started from scratch thinking technology forward or even Web3 as the backbone of this, I think Uh you'd have a better chance of just starting from scratch. But integrating it just seems like it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 
it's too much, too big, I guess. <laughs> yeah, to I, I think it. so. And so many are publicly traded companies. You know, who's who really wants to be the first one to put their name on the line for this? I don't know who it is, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, most likely it's going to have to be a private hotel that starts it. Yeah, yeah, just like a a privately owned or something. Yeah, small one. Yeah, yeah. You had put another article here from Bitcoin.com. U.S. court dismisses former Celsius Network CEO's motion to block New York Attorney General's lawsuit. <laughs> Uh, that's a mouthful, but it goes on to say former Celsius Network Alex Mashinsky will now have to defend himself against a, against a lawsuit filed by New York Attorney General Latita James after New York County Supreme Court Justice rejected his attempts to have the lawsuit dismissed. The court's decision blocks the attempt by Mashinsky to stop James from seeking to preclude him from issuing securities or serving as a company officer in the states. Um, what was it? Anything specific stand out to you about this article? No, I just feel like, um, again, like just New York State keeps fighting just crypto in general. You know what I mean? It goes back to that. Um, I just feel like the financial system doesn't want to back up crypto in New York City. And honestly, like New York City is the financial district of the world, sort of. Yeah. Actually, I don't even know if there's still the, the biggest financial district of the world anymore because there's just so many places now like Dubai and, you know, Hong all these Kong. countries yeah. now that that are financially like extreme. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they just keep fighting it. Like stop fighting it. Just help. Yeah. This might speak to that idea that the, you know, the Asian markets are more tolerating of crypto and more open to it than what we see here in New York, where they just keep pushing back against Coinbase, against Ripple, against Celsius. And I don't know exactly what Celsius did or didn't do. I mean, this article says that, you know, basically he was charged for false and misleading statements about the Celsius Network's financial well-being. In addition, the former boss of the collapsed crypto lender is also accused of encouraging thousands of investors to deposit onto the platform's digital asset worth billions of dollars. So, you know, there's always more to the story. I don't know what yeah, he did was or wasn't right. It gets more into like the promoting and all that yeah. kind of stuff and luring people into the, you know, diversifying into their their company. But I, again, like it just goes back to, to like New York just pushing the limits again on crypto. Like, and this is why so many crypto people are just leaving the country and going somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, I'd have to think that the more these lawsuits that get settled, it kind of creates this this scoreboard, right? Of government one or you know, crypto three, you know, three to one, whatever that is. Yeah. And eventually, I hope it falls in favor of crypto companies and it kind of shuts down the government of trying and wasting money on these things that may not pan out for them anymore. Yeah, they're just, they're, they're wasting a lot. And I, actually, I keep reading in the last couple of days how, how so many countries are dropping the U.S. dollar as a, as a national currency. I oh, really? Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of countries doing it now. So I don't know how stable the financial system will be in the future. Oh, yeah, yeah. But at some point or another, something has to change. I mean, the laws that we have are like 100 years old. Some point's got to change. Yeah, we've got to catch up, right? Can't be like hotels yeah. just stuck in the past. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. We had uh, another article that caught our attention about Shiba Inu. What could be the reason for SHIB's rally over the weekend? This was from ambcrypto.com, and I didn't see the exact numbers. Let's go take a look at coin market cap. Put in some SHIB and see what the numbers show. 
Yeah, so oh, shipping has been going up too because there I think there's some hype about releasing Shibarium, I think it's called, which is their like um like their world. Um, okay. And um it's just getting a lot of popularity on X. You know, a lot of people are talking about it. And again, like that many people are keen to ship because obviously it was created like you know, behind the backbone of Dogecoin. Yeah. But I think I think ship now is starting to really turn it around and they're really building a lot of different things and i and i think that they do have potential um you know i am going to go on record and say that although i'm not a, a holder or you know i i didn't condone what how they came out at the beginning saying that they were the doge killers and all that kind of stuff again doge has always been my main coin from the beginning <laughs> yeah um, we know we know but uh ship uh you know it's just they're 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 building man they're building stuff they're they're doing their thing i gotta say you yeah. gotta give credit what credit's do yeah you know if i zoom out to one year of course you'll see that they had a a nice high when they came out another bump a few months ago and i think you and i had talked about it i know that i hold some i don't know why but uh, i think i got tricked into something by you a few months ago but you zoom into seven days yeah there was definitely a, a nice rally here over the last few days here. Yeah, I think it's just Started the hype for Shibarium. Yeah. But yes, they're creating not financial advice. They're creating a whole like huge ecosystem. So I mean it seems pretty cool I, from from afar. It's just again, like the way they came out, it just wasn't the right thing. They, you know, they were branded as a Doge killer. They they came off the back of Dogecoin, and that just wasn't a good thing. Yeah. Maybe you and I can do a little deep dive into what projects are being built on SHIB and what makes it stand out from the others. I'd love to learn more myself and, you know, share that learning with, with yeah. everyone else. So maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll look for a chance to do a little deeper dive into what's what the utility here is, what this is being used for. Yeah, definitely. We could do a deep dive on SHIB and see what we see and what we can find out. Let's yeah. dig into it. Let's do it. All right. You had uh, shared an article with me that kind of freaked me out a little bit. And this was about... Chat GPT struggling with basic math. This is from a. Oh, yeah. I find this very interesting. Cryptopol. I don't know how to pronounce that. Cryptopolitan.com. Yeah. And the article, I think the chunk of the article talks about asking Chat GPT to identify prime numbers. And its ability to do so over the past few months has drastically dropped in what they call a drift. They call it a rapid drift. Um, so let me see if I can find exactly what they had talked about. So here it says, in a test conducted in March, GPT-4, the premium version of ChatGPT, was presented with a 1,000 different numbers. It managed to ascertain that the primality of 84% of them correctly. Fast forward to June, and the accuracy plummeted to 51%. Wow. It wasn't an isolated incident. Out of eight diverse tasks, ChatGPT-4's performance de deteriorated in six out of those eight. Um, although ChatGPT 3.5 improved in six areas, it's predominantly trailed behind its successor. So, yeah, that is scary. What do you think is driving that drift? Is it people giving like a a, a thumbs down response when they get I an answer? No, it could it could also be that GPT four because I have GPT four. I have the subscribe version on my phone. Okay, but, quit breaking, buddy. But um, it's it's it, I don't think it's fully out yet. I think they still like testing it. Yeah, that could be. It is, you know, you wonder how much influence when somebody says to like regenerate an answer or something like that. If they say this wasn't a good answer, how much 
is that pushing future how much of an influence it has yeah right how much are we training the bot when we do that (laughs) for for better or worse i don't know Um, i don't think i've ever given it a thumbs down when i ask it stuff or when i do stuff with it i've been doing that more just because i think that that's what it's looking for i think that's how you train these things to say this was a good answer this wasn't a good answer maybe i'm maybe i'm ruining everything maybe it's you (laughs) you're the problem I'm not the problem. You're the problem. No, but uh, I, I love chat GPT. I mean, do you use it a lot for different things or no? I do use it a lot. I've been playing with some other image, uh, some AI image generators, because I just want to understand, you know, what's confusing to me is how people make images that almost look the same, but just slight variations in it. And yeah. I think back to one of our earlier guests, Wonder Mundo, she had that graffiti that was, like against a building with different images on it. And I'm like, and she talked a lot about the, the difficulty of, of coming up with the proper prompts. And I'm just trying to think like what goes into that. And I just want to understand how to do those prompts and what each different platform needs. I was playing around with Leonardo.ai because there's a good free plan on there that you can play around with different generators and you get, yeah. you know, a certain amount of credits every 12 hours. And so I just wanted to see what I could do and, and how realistic those things could be. So yeah, it's more like a, exploring for me. I've used a few of them, but um, I, I've tried like, a, I, I've tried, um, you know, doing different variations of different like ants and stuff like that too, just to play around with it and see what it comes up with. But oh, it just doesn't give me like the right thing. It's just weird. And I've tried with different ones. I don't know if it does it to you or not, but. It, for some reason, for me, it just gives me like a whole bunch of different variations. Of yeah, it does. Yeah, I get stuff. that too. That's why I'm like, I wonder what that trick is to get a lot of consistency and maybe just change a few things. You know, another example is I listen to the Nifty Morning Show almost every day, five days a week, Monday through Friday. It's broadcast live on Twitter and on YouTube, uh, 9 a.m. Sorry. Yeah, about 9, 9 a.m. Eastern to 10, 15 Eastern. I listen almost every day and they have a free NFT giveaway most days and they all share a lot of similarities about like the main character that they're using to tell the story we've got marius vogel saying hi hello thank you for joining us tonight um so it's interesting to me i wonder if i can show you what those nfts look like they do free nft giveaways almost every day they give a secret code at the end of the episode so i'll pull it up here so i have 64 of those nfts and you'll see that they have this dog that they call buddy Wait, you own 64 of these NFTs? Yeah, they're from daily free giveaways. You just put in the code at the end of the show. (laughs) I was going to say, what are you You have an addiction, Kevin? No, 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 I'm not buying them. But they talk about um, this dog called Buddy, right? So you see this dog here? I don't think these are being hand-drawn every week. So this is what the dog looks like. And then sometimes they have um, different giveaways based on who their sponsors are for that episode. But there's a lot of similarity. This this dog exists in all of in a lot of those. So here's the same buddy again doing something differently. And then scroll down and we got some more buddy here taking a snapshot. Here's buddy with a gun. Here's buddy on a skateboard. Here's buddy on scrap metal. So I think they're using AI to do that. I just don't know what that process is to say, yeah, keep this character the same and then keep changing what the character's doing, change the background. I don't get it. It's all new to <laughs> she did say it was pretty difficult to do, so who, who I knows? Know. Exactly I know, I know. Uh, 
All right. Is, is that the only platform that you've used? I've used another one called recraft.ai. Uh-huh. And I think one other, but they just, some have very limited free plans. Like you get 15 credits ever. And I don't really want to play around with that if I can't keep exploring with it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've used Dream on the iPhone. Okay. Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, you could upload your own picture and then give it different variations. Um, but when you try to create your own and generate your own thing, it just, the variations never come out right. It just looks weird. I know. Yeah, I'm curious how to get better at that. So <laughs> yeah. my I feel like my Twitter timeline is filled with, hey, if you want to get better at, you know, AI, try these prompts. And it's a list of 100 prompts or 60 prompts, whatever it is. So one day I'll, I'll take the rabbit hole down there and figure out how to be better at that. But for now, just lightly exploring, lightly exploring. All right, Miguel, is it time? It is time. It's time. All right, here we go. All right, Artist of the Week. My Artist of the Week for this week is John Krause. And John Krause is not an NFT artist. He is, uh, this style that I have up on the screen here is from his website, johnkrause.com. That's J-O-N. And I love the style that he does all of his illustrations. It's fairly basic. When you look at it, it's these flat 2D images. And this first one I have up on the screen, for example, it's called Marital Law. And it's usually for different newspapers or publications. And this one is two people with a ring around their mouths, almost like, you know, they're they're not allowed to talk, right? Almost like, shut up. Yes. <laughs> You're so married. All now. of his images have this like double meaning to them. Yeah. And I just love it. Yeah, I've seen um, some of them, some of the art. Yeah. This one's called Political Isolation. It's two people walking with, you know, someone has like a red glass tinting them, blocking them from someone else who's holding a blue glass, just kind of showing that separation uh, within the U.S. politics. And the way that I stumbled on this guy, Miguel, you might remember this from way back. You and I had fir first talked about a different NFT project once upon a time about wrongful convictions that we were going to call something like Innocent Inmates. And we were trying to come up with a style oh, for yeah. that. And I saw, an, I saw a drawing, an illustration that this guy did and I just loved it. I saw that. I said, that's what I, that's what I envisioned for this. And so I've just always been a follower and a fan of his since then. And so I love all of his art. I follow him on Instagram, even though I don't follow many people. Again, he's not really in the NFT space, but he's very active on Instagram and constantly showing what his new publications are. So I definitely recommend giving him a follow on Instagram. Check out his website because really all of his all of his images are thought provoking and that's what I love about them. You look at them and you think, Oh, that doesn't look too detailed, but that's, that's the deceiving part. These are not easy illustrations to come up with. Yeah. If and you look at this, this is the world down there. And that, that exactly. just looks pretty cool actually. Exactly. And the title for this one is corporations ignoring global warming. Um, ah, and you can see makes that sense the now. polo stick here or whatever you call this uh, cr cricket stick is like a thermometer that's getting thermometer, more yeah. hot. Right. But they're just playing the game anyway. They're ignoring the fact that it's heating up. So all these images have this double meaning, double meaning. And I just really appreciate that. And so I recommend giving him a follow, even though he's not in the NFT space, still just a solid artist. And I did reach out to him when we were thinking about that project. I said, hey, would you be interested? And he just said he had a lot on his plate right now and wasn't interested. But I'm still a fan. So what can I tell you? 
Um, I, we have a comment here from Marius that says, do you guys know about elephant money? They got cool NFTs with real utility, not art, but insane yielding generating. Oh, okay. I feel like this is a plug for something. Why don't we check that out offline, Miguel? See what uh, Marius is talking about. Learn about some elephant money. And uh, we'll report back if we find anything good. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. What did we miss, Miguel? Um, no, it's pretty much it for this week. I mean, we <laughs> there's a lot, just a lot of crypto stuff going on this week. There is. NFTs have kind of like plateau in the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, actually. But, um, you know, the blue collar ones are still hanging on strong. You you didn't show our pudgy to anybody, did you? Ooh, I think we talked about it on that last episode we did. But, oh, that's what I wanted to tell you about. You're right. I forgot. So do you remember our, the pudgy number? No, not at the top of my head. But you go into, let me see. He's got, you remember the number? No, I can look it up. Hold on. You got a sweatshirt, right? Yeah, I can't think of it. But the other thing that I wanted to tell you about this was the CEO of Pudgy Penguins, Luca Nets. He has a channel on YouTube that's about building in public. And so I'm going to pull up one of these videos not to play it, but just to kind of show... So this, this video came out one day ago. So it's a very active channel. The name of the channel is Building in Public. And I think it's just at Building in Public. Has 6,000 subscribers. And this video is called Inside Look, A Day in the Life of a Successful CEO, Pudgy Penguins. And I watched this video. It's about seven minutes long. Really interesting just to kind of hear his take on things, how they're talking about thinking long-term. They're talking about storytelling. They're talking about where they're using their money, putting it into different marketing strategies and so i think this is something really interesting that you and i can learn from something worth following along just to kind of see what's happening with the pudgies yeah um we've got a comment here from always blessing cool artist of the week this week thank you and marius wants to send us some info so marius you can find our contact information over at revelance.io or on twitter or x at revelance our DMs are open. Slide right in, bud. Let us know what you got. The Pudgy Penguin number is the little Pudgy 16077. 16077. There we go. There he is. There's a little guy. There you go. Beautiful, bright yellow background. Love the beanie with the uh, with the igloo on it. Number one. Some cool glasses. This is a very solid. Yeah, you know why I picked them? Scroll down. Go go to the attributes. I think it was yeah. One, I was looking at some one percent. Yeah, one percent yeah. for the basketball jersey. Two percent for the the face. Those are pretty good. Uh, beanie black. Two percent. That's a solid beanie black. That's iconic. Yeah. Yeah, this is a good buy. And let's see, what did you get this at again? 0.37, and is that up or down from now? Oh, uh, what is the floor? 0.37. I don't know. The floor is 0.34. So, okay, you've lost money. Welcome to my world. Don't take it too seriously. Just hodl. Don't worry about it. <laughs> What's the floor on doodles right now? Doodles. Let's see. You have it there already. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, 1.5. I think that's up. Is, no, is that down a little bit from when you got it? I don't remember. 
I think you I got it. I what I got it for. I think a 1.6. That's all right. These things ebb and flow, as we know, and we're long-term holders. We're believers. And uh, definitely a lot going on with the doodles. So we will continue to keep an eye on them. And we appreciate the warm welcome into their community. And we really are excited to uh, follow along, get some Crocs maybe. Yeah. I'm going to get a pair of Crocs. <laughs> there we go. Nice conviction. I like that. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. We are coming close to that hour mark. Again, head over to jeremypets.io, get some free NFTs, get some not free ones, support us, support the world, the earth, uh, as we continue to support One Tree Planted. And um, we will be back at some point in the next week, maybe not Sunday, but we'll get more information to you about our next uh, recording date. In the meantime, you can find us on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. You can find us on Twitter or X at Rebel Ants. You can find us on iTunes Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. We're all over the place. Rebel Ants Radio. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And thank you again for coming along with us. Miguel, have a great night. Let's do it again soon. You got it. Next week. Next week. We're on it. We'll see you all then. Bye. Bye-bye.